What's up? I hope you're having a great day. It is I, Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt. Game one of the NBA Finals just wrapped up between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. That is what we will be breaking down here on today's pod. I cannot wait to get into it. We're giving Bruce Buffer the day off today. It is game one of the NBA Finals. He was at home watching that. So instead of Bruce Buffer leading us into this episode, over to you, Steve. Pulls up three pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Dancic wins the game at the buzzer! Rosen fakes the spike in the end zone! Touchdown! Whoa! Jordan Lasley! Play for Russell Wilson. Thank you, Steve and the gang. Game one of the NBA Finals. I had to bring out a new intro. Let me know what you think. If you like the Bruce Buffer one more, if you like the mixed announcer calls with the the Ice Up Sun, Ice Up intro. Yeah, just, you know, shoot me a text if you have my number or, you know, at me on Twitter, jschmidt underscore four. Let me know what you think about that intro. If you like that one more than the Bruce Buffer one. I still don't know which one I'm going to roll with, but I do. I do like both of them. So with that being said... Let's get into my notes here. A lot a lot to take in from game one of the NBA Finals, which the Boston Celtics won 120 to 108. Oh man, it's just Golden State comes out. Steph Curry just just unconscious from three to start the first half. Boston just looked really nervous, you know, which I think led to some breakdowns defensively. Uh, Marcus Smart took a lot of threes. It felt like in the first quarter. Uh, which is, I think, what Golden State wants, right? Like, you don't want Tatum or Brown shooting the ball. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the first quarter couldn't have gone any better for Golden State, right? Like, Curry was established, and, yeah, like, it, you know, like, they were up. They looked really, really good. Second quarter, you know, the Celtics looked way more comfortable. They looked like they had kind of eased into the environment. And what was insane to me, that entire first half, the role players for both teams just consistently knocked down shots. You know, the Celtics went on a 10-0 run to tie it up at 37 apiece. Went and ended up going into halftime with a two-point lead. And I think that if you're, you know, a Celtics fan at that point, you're feeling good. Jason Tatum hadn't played well. You know, Steph Curry had been shooting the ball extremely well. You didn't get off to a good start. You know, you're up by two going into the half. And you're feeling really, really good about yourself. And... There are some trends, though, that as a Boston fan, I think I would have been a little concerned about, especially with how many rebounds Looney was pulling down. And this is with, you know, Williams and Tatum on the floor at the same time, like still allowing, you know, Kevon Looney to to dominate the glass. Uh, That was a really impressive part for me in the first half where it's like, look, if Kevon Looney rebounds like this, you know, for the entire series, like I really like Golden State's chances. 
They cleaned that up quite a bit in the second half. And the third quarter starts, and dare I say the best third quarter team ever. Like, I've just, I've never seen a team that comes out and dominates third quarters the same way that the Golden State Warriors do. Steve Kerr just does a great job making adjustments at the half. And look, when you have guys like Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson, they they make things so easy. You know, they just, they know how to execute. They know how to run actions off of each other, and they end up outscoring the Celtics 38-24, to and you're like, all right, here we go. Like, they're going to pull away here, and we're going to call it a day. It's going to be great. And then at the start of the fourth quarter, Golden State comes out and does exactly what people have been getting on them for this entire playoffs. They come out, they're turning the ball over left and right, they, you know, they're taking bad shots, and you look up, and the Celtics are down by three. Right, like they easily come back into the game after being down double digits, and next thing you know, they're up, man. Like they were just absolutely unconscious from three. You know, Derek White, you know, hits like three three pointers in a row. Al Horford knocks down a couple of big ones, and just like that, Golden State's down one zero. And you know, this that's the beauty of basketball, though, right? Like a couple guys get hot, you can very quickly change a basketball game. And now I do want to talk about my overall takeaways. As a guy who picked Golden State, I'm not worried. If anything, I feel better after game one about their chances than I did going into the series as a whole. And the first thing that is a great sign for Golden State is Klay Thompson played well. Okay, like he didn't, like he wasn't incredible. Like he didn't go nuclear and put up, you know, 37 points, right? Like he was just good, solid. Clay Thompson, right? The guy that we expect to see, you know, 6 of 14 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3, just played well. Um, You know, I thought he defended pretty well. On top of that, it's nice seeing Steph Curry get going early on in the series. You know, he's been a little streaky throughout the playoffs. You know, Andrew Wiggins played okay. I thought he defended well. Didn't shoot the ball particularly particularly great. You know, only being 2 of 7 from 3. And outside of that, like, you know, Otto Porter Jr. shot the ball well, four or five from three, and then nobody else shot the ball well for for Golden State, right? You know, Jordan Poole, just two of seven from the field, only scored nine points. Golden State's going to win this series. They're going to have to get more from him off of the bench, you know, because you're not going to get, you know, Otto Porter shooting the ball as well as he did consistently throughout the series. I thought that the minutes that Andre Iguodala played were productive. He defended well. He's just a smart basketball player who— who's played with, you know, Curry, Draymond, and Klay Thompson enough that he knows what to do and where he fits in the system. He defended well on top of that. But at the end of the day, the reason why I'm not concerned as a guy who picked the Warriors is the Celtics role players won't shoot like that again for the rest of this series. I mean, it's just absurd. Al Horford, 9 of 12 from the field, 6 of 8 from 3. He's not doing that again. Marcus Smart, 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. Look, if if I'm the Golden State Warriors and I lose this series because Marcus Smart can, you know, consistently shoots extremely well from three, like 40 plus percent, obviously he's over 50 percent in this game, then I walk away and I'm like, cool, like, congrats, Marcus Smart. You shot the ball extremely well. We weren't betting on it. Derek White, you know, shoots five of eight from three, six of 11 from the floor. He was plus 25. That will not happen again. Uh, Peyton Pritchard came in, and he he was two or three from three. I mean, the Celtics as a whole shot 51% from three. That will not happen again. 
even if they get, you know, consistently open looks, they're not going to shoot the ball that well from three again. And I know what you're saying if you're a Celtics fan. You're right, Jonathan. Like, you know, we shot, you know, unusually well from three. We're probably not going to do that again. But Jason Tatum also isn't only going to be held to 12 points. And that's true as well. Even though I think Golden State did a great job of defending him, showing him multiple bodies, doing a good job of getting up underneath him. And the thing that has really impressed me with Tatum, and as a guy who has critiqued a guy in Devin Booker who's just known for getting buckets, for not elevating his playmaking, seeing a guy in Jason Tatum who has taken that step, I think is just awesome. Right, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't making shots tonight. It happens, right? Like it's basketball. You have, you know, games where you struggle to shoot the ball, and in throughout the playoffs, Jason Tatum has struggled with turning the ball over. That was not the case tonight. Thirteen assists, two turnovers. Like that is absolutely huge for Boston going forward. Because look, like you know, like we know what the Warriors do in the half court offense with the motion and the quick passing, and it's so impressive to watch. But when they get out on the break, they're even tougher. Right, so, you know, if you're Boston, they did a great job of not turning the ball over. You know, the role players hit open shots. Daniel Tice hit a three. Like, that's how you know, as a Boston Celtics fan, that you're shooting the ball extremely well when Tice hits a three. Because he just, he doesn't do that. He's a 35% shooter from three. Okay, and he just, yeah, I, yeah, they just, they, they shot the ball extremely well. They played good defense. I didn't think they played great defense, at least not to the same level that we've seen them play throughout, you know, the playoffs in general. As it felt like Golden State got a ton of open looks, they just they just didn't hit them right. You know, uh, Draymond Green. Well, he's not a shooter, so we're just gonna scoop over him. Andrew Wiggins, two of seven from three. You know, Clay Thompson was three of seven. Jordan Poole was one for five. I mean, they just they, they didn't shoot the ball great, and you know, it happens. You know, the reason why they shot. You know, 40% from three is because Steph Curry, you know, shot 50% himself, right? So I have faith that the Warriors shooters are going to shoot the ball better. I also have faith that the Warriors aren't going to have another six-minute stretch where they only score five points. You know, a stretch in which, you know, Curry missed a couple. He missed a layup. He missed a floater. He usually hits. You know, Wiggins missed a couple of wide-open threes during that stretch. You know, that's something that won't happen again. You know, them having another 16-point quarter, I think, is highly, highly, unlock- highly, highly unlikely. You know, as great as that Boston Celtics defense is, you know, I, I wouldn't bet on either one of those things happening, right? But that being said, you know, Boston up 1-0. Not, not hitting the panic button yet if I'm Golden State. You know, this I think this is going to feel very similar to the Grizzlies series where, you know, Golden State's going to steal a game that that they shouldn't win. Maybe that's game two. Maybe it's, you know, game three or game four on the road. There's a game where you feel like they shouldn't win and they win it. And that's ultimately ultimately what I think is going to tip this series in their direction. But with that being said, you know, Al Horford came. He came to play tonight, man. You know, he's making the most of his opportunity, of his first opportunity, you know, to win a ring. So really cool to kind of see him step up and play well. But like I said, not worried as a guy who who picked Golden State. I still like him in seven. And yeah, so that's going to do it here on Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again Sunday, really late Sunday night slash early Monday morning with a, you know, post game two of the NBA Finals pod for you. So can't wait to do that. Uh, I'll be back again, like I said, on Sunday night or Monday.